Let's get on with the show. <coughs> What's funny to think about is that when we were talking about like how the face-off technology doesn't make any sense and how Nicolas Cage and John Travolta look <laughs> look completely different, um, th- this was at one point even worse. So the script of Face-Off was written by um, Mike Werb and Michael Collery, I think is how you spell it, uh, pronounce it, um, in 1990, so seven years before the movie actually came out. And they were kind of trying, uh, trying to shop it around. Um, I didn't write it down. I can't remember which studio, but a studio eventually they did eventually sell it to a studio who um, originally envisioned. Again, this was 1990 um, for the movie to star <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester, St- Sylvester Stallone, who were the, of course the top. That would have still been good at the time. Really, you think? that would have I mean, that would have still been good because you've got. Who's gonna Schwarzenegger, play, who's which gonna is play the Cage's good comedy character? Role. Schwarzenegger, because Schwarzenegger's the Cage in that situation because he's the over the top actor. Yeah, but he's not as funny actor. as Cage. Oh, uh, he is pretty funny. Like, yeah, Schwarzenegger, but- we could do a whole podcast about Schwarzenegger. I'd do nah. that. I would. I'm a, I'm a big fan of his films. Nah. Jingle I'm, all the way. Classic. I mean, I love. Uh, don't get me wrong. Another I impression love- for you. Put that cookie down. <laughs> Again, it's Christopher Walken. <laughs> it's, just, it's just Christopher it's Christopher Walken, Walken as Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> no, this, I, the, this is Christopher Walken <laughs> as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wow, put that cookie down. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Uh, hasta la vista. Do that. <laughs> Uh, I can't. I, can't. Oh, okay. I can only say wow and okay, down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, I love Terminator, but, like, I don't particularly think, like, I don't think, like, he's not a good actor. Like, Cage is a good actor. No, but he, he's, um, I feel like I can appreciate him Hmm. on the same level when it comes to, um, ridiculousness. Yeah. I don't like Sylvester Stallone. I can't understand anything No, Sylvester Stallone is just... Whatever. I just don't. I, I don't know. I don't think that would have been as funny, like as entertaining. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. We'll never know. I guess. But it's funny to think that I, I how would I mean how? <laughs> I guess they're both kind of really. They were both kind of really muscular at the time. But like, I don't know. That just seems even. They're like they're even. They look even less alike. I feel like. Than Here's the question. Mm. The question of the week. Podcast question of the week. Okay. Is there on the internet somewhere, Yaoi, if you don't know what Yaoi is, it's gay cartoon porn of Face Off. Is there John Probably. Travolta and Nick Cage fan fiction out there? And if so, we need to read it on the podcast. How do you spell that? Uh, I would just search Travolta Cage slash fiction or Travolta Cage Yaoi or I don't know. Yeah. Y-O-W... No, Y-A-O-I. You uncultured swine. Don't! Don't <laughs> spell that like I'm supposed to know what some niche Japanese thing is. What a loser. 
<laughs> you uncultured toy. Okay. It's called hentai and it's an art form. <laughs> <laughs> they told me these prints would be worth money. It's an investment. Um, yeah, the computer's just really... Sl- I mean, the internet's... Slow, okay, well, we'll get back to we'll, you guys. We'll, we'll get back to it. it, it, it the computer's are working on it. Oh, oh. Uh, also, merch ideas for the podcast. Yeah. Underwear. Yeah. Girls' underwear. Yep. With Travolta. Yes. On the front. No, Cage on the front, Travolta <laughs> on the ass, and it says face slash on, and it's got an arrow <laughs> pointing down to the vagina. <laughs> Bras. One boob, Travolta. The other boob, Cage. <laughs> So many good merch available for this. Well, just doing a cursory search just quickly. I don't see any so far, but you never know in the depths of the internet. We may find it. If someone knows about it, let us know. Um, If anyone wants to submit their own. Yeah, or if uh, anyone wants to write one. That'd be great. Fan art. uh, Email Uh, Alexia at. Uh, I actually have a, com. no. I actually have a an email for us. I think it's, I think it's just cagecagepod at gmail dot com. Okay, email us with your fan art. Yeah, you six people that are watching, <laughs> please. Um, Hannah specifically. You. <laughs> <laughs> now we're just talking to you, Sasha. What the fuck? Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's crazy to think as well that like. People worked on this crazy movie for like seven years. It's crazy that, because I guess it was like the, when, when was it? Nineties, late early nineties. Yeah, so nineteen ninety is when they first sold. It the seems script. like an eighties movie. Mm. Like the whole thing feels like it was made. I guess in the they 80s. maybe have re- maybe wrote it in like the late eighties. It seems like something that could have only been made then because there's no way that that would be greenlit in now. I mean, I if think... someone had that script now in 2019, no, 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 no one no, would agree no, like no, that. No, 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 it didn't no, make no, any no, sense. No, yeah, for sure. But, but it was the era of schlock. Yeah, I, I think yeah, the 90s like it was just like goofy, weird. Just it's the perfect. I feel like it's the only ridiculous. digestible form of action movie that I can endure. It's the only time I enjoy action movies is when it's goofy and mm, like mm. schlocky and ridiculous. Yeah. No. Uh, me too. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I love Anaconda, which is, like, the worst action movie of all time, so. Well, not to me, but, like, you know, technically. Um, but, 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 but yeah, so, this, they sold it to one studio who didn't know what to do with it, and then the, sort of, the rights went away, or, um, expired, and they sold it again to Warner Brothers, I, no, Paramount, um, which is the studio that released them, ended up releasing the movie. So seven years later, uh, change of studio and many, 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 many rewrites later, the script landed in John Woo's lap. And this film offered Woo his sort of first time to have major creative control on a like big movie. And so talking about some of the weird, crazy scenes and especially the technology, which it's like you're thinking, okay, it's 1997. How do they have the technology to <laughs> remove someone's face <laughs> from another person? Um, that's because the original script was set in the future. There's also the scene in prison, of course, where they have the weird, like, gravity boot things. Oh, that, yeah, I forgot about those. Yeah, that, like, hold you to the ground, um, which they explain away saying that, like, oh, so that's so you don't run away. But I think originally they were um, 
gravity boots. Wipe your ass. Damn. What the hell is that smell? He shouldn't have passed. Where's Dietrich? Um, uh, Wu decided to just do away with that storyline completely and just set it in present day, in the present day, like in 97. That makes it weirder, though. Like, yes. Oh, yeah. No, totally. It's a, it's a very odd Why choice. Why was that a choice? He still kept all of the future sci-fi tech and stuff like that. Um, he said that, he said, um, I found this, uh, online. He said, uh, audience wouldn't, audiences wouldn't care how insane some of these concepts were. Like they just, he just assumed that like, well, I don't want to set it in the future and we'll just get rid of it, but we'll just keep most of it. And the audiences won't really care. And to be honest, they really did. Yeah, it's kind of true because it's like, <laughs> they I care, care in a way where I notice it all, but mm. it just makes it funnier. Like yes. it just makes the film more charming. Yeah. I feel like. I agree. And actually funny enough, um, little anecdote for uh, my mom, who I also know listens. <laughs> um, she told me that she uh, saw Face Off, like in the, like, I think in theaters or around that time, like right when it came out and she like just came out thinking like, oh man, that movie was hilarious. <laughs> like <laughs> from the beginning, she was just like, that movie is great. Um, so I think she's also a fan of the film. Um, we're going to start with our tried and true uh, Cage fan, fellow Cage fan, R.I.P. Roger Ebert. Um, again, this was his 1997 review. Um, he gave the movie four out of five stars. Um, and now I'm just going to like get, just say direct quotes. Cause I was so tired when I wrote this, I couldn't like rewrite what he said. I just had to like copy and paste. Um, he said, quote, this is an actor's dream and Travolta and Cage make the most of it. They spend most of the movie acting as if they're in each other's bodies, Travolta acting like Cage and vice versa. I think. This movie is totally an actor's dream. I think he's totally right. I think Cage should have done a stronger Travolta impression. Like, he should have been, like, doing a Grease thing the whole time. <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't his character like, in the movie. It would have been funnier, though, if he was, like, doing Travolta. He wasn't doing like, a, if he um, was, like, Sandy. Uh, he like, wasn't doing a caricature. Yeah, he should have he hammed it up a bit. Like. <laughs> I think he did it in his own way. Like, I, I... Yeah, I mean, definitely the best parts of Cage in that movie is when he is Castor Troy. Yeah. And, like, just, like, fully evil and just, like, the bad guy that we want to be. Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. Um. So here's another quote by Eber. Uh, uh, quote, one of the issues they touch on involves, um, this is going back to what we were saying earlier, uh, Alice, about the face-off technology. Uh, one of the issues they touch on involves how much our appearance... Uh, shapes our personality if sweet shaggy john travolta looked like angu angular sardonic nicholas cage would he act any differently and apparently he does in the movie spoiler alert um this was also kind of going what i was saying like this was late 90s was like the year of cage which you know we have it in writing we know it is now so he said, quote, the summers of 1996 and 1997 have both been dominated by big budget special effects extravaganzas. It's interesting that Cage has been in three of them. The Rock, Con Air, and now Face Off. See, this was when he did his just sort of big bam, bam, bam. Um, he brings a quirkiness to the material that's useful. Given the undeniable fact that the plot of Face Off is utterly absurd, 
It would be strange to see a traditional action hero playing it straight. Yeah, it would be weird if it was taken seriously yeah. by like a serious actor. Like Agreed. Cage. You need Cage. You need someone who's wacky. Which is why Schwarzenegger would have worked as well. Because it's like you need yeah, someone that's a bit like I just don't think he's cheap. funny enough. No, no. You know what I mean? Um, okay, so moving on. Uh, I just think... <laughs> okay. Um, I hate the guy that wrote this. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're out there, sir. I didn't write your name down. This is from Variety uh, in 1997. Um, and I hate him because of the way he writes this. He, like, it's way too serious about it. And it reminds me of what I used to do in film school because I was just up my own ass. <laughs> okay. So the first quote is, um, <clears throat> quote, first and close to the best action set piece has Archer's team closing in on the indiscriminately violent Troy as he attempts to take off in a private jet. Many killings and considerable considerable breathless excitement later, Archer and Troy have their first of several Mexican standoffs before the latter is apparently blasted to smithereens by the force of a jet engine. And that's like the force, first like big um, opening scene. Uh, which yeah, like that—that's a thing throughout the movie. It's like every like you think the scene's gonna end like a bunch of times, don't you? Because they like they have yeah, I remember thinking. <laughs> you know like, what I mean? Like they have a big shootout, yeah. and then you think, oh okay, it's over, and then they have another big shootout, and then you think, okay, it's over, and then yeah, it's just kind of like that a lot. Um, da -da 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 -da. Let me see. Hold on. Okay. Uh, I thought this was just a funny review. Like, he was, like, way too into the face-off sequence, this guy. So he said, um, quote, uh, face-off sequence that documents the merging and eventual, and eventual transference of the two superstars is breathtaking. 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 <laughs> Tantalizingly directed to reveal just so much. I feel like he's got a thesaurus out. Like I know, it's ridiculous, right? Uh, the lifting of each outer man, each man's outer skin of the facial muscle is gross, but not like a surgical documentary. Okay. <laughs> um, they should have cut it with like real surgical footage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter? Face itches. Um, here's another quote. Uh, Wu sets up sequence after sequence that appear intended as the climax with Archer and Troy blasting away at each other with balletic grace. <laughs> I hate this guy. And with varying numbers of other people in the way. It sounds like he's like jerking off while, That's what he's, while he's writing this. This is literally what I sounded like in, so in film school. This is what I sounded like when I wrote about any movie. Um, only, uh, wait, let's see, uh, and with varying numbers of, pe of other people in the way, only to let them live for yet another confrontation. Director Wu finally decides to end things with a speedboat chase that, even if gratuitous in feel, delivers the goods and excitements and spectacle. He obviously really likes the movie. Um, the last thing he's had to say about it was, technically face-off is smashing literally and figuratively <laughs> with terrific stunt work, effects, and lensing. I have no idea what lensing is. I... <laughs> Went to film school. I work in TV. I have no idea what that is. I'm. I don't know if I'm just really dumb. I have no idea what that is. Right. It's it's 2019. It's the era of remakes. Who mm. who's in the remake of Face Off? Mm. Who is weird enough? 
Benedict Cumberbatch. No. Uh, <laughs> this is like what Hollywood would do. Because uh, obviously they're going to no, ruin it, I right? Hope not. Obviously they're going to no, ruin it and miscast do, it do, like, and take dream, it really it, seriously. Yeah, but let's do um, our dream, like our dream, like who we would actually want. No, I'm doing realistically. No, realistically, that's no Disney, fun. they're going to be like Chris Pratt. That's no fun. Benedict no. <laughs> <laughs> Disney. Um, it's going to be our first female face off. And it's going to be. Scarlett Johansson and Kristen Wiig. <laughs> <laughs> That's face off, <laughs> and it's gonna be way more fart jokes and than this one. It'll be like Scarlett Johansson and like a Japanese woman, and everybody like what? Oh. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. The last. Uh, technically, face off is smashing. Literally, uh, John Powell's unusually varied score contributes different textures to assorted sequences. Although overlaying an Olivia Newton-John version of Over the Rainbow on an extremely violent shootout in which a child is imperiled displays poor judgment and taste. <laughs> I just thought that was a funny line. He was a very, apparently very offended. Very offended. Very offended. also included a uh not so like it wasn't bad it wasn't a bad review but he did have some bad things to say about the movie just so we can even it out so you know not everybody loved the movie when it came out some people realized that it was just kind of what like what did i just watch um this is from cnn from 1997 uh they said quote uh john woo's face-off starring nicholas cage and john travolta is a big fat dumb Summer action movie that's nowhere near as big, fat, and dumb as you might expect. Oh. Um, quote, Travolta agrees to have Cage's face surgically attached to his own head so that he can go to prison and convince Cage's... That's the first plot hole. No one would agree to have Cage's face. <laughs> it's just weird because they like they don't cover any other options. They're just like, hmm. It's like, that's the only we'll option. Have to, we'll have to switch Obviously, face. we have yeah. to switch we'll your face. We'll have to switch your face. <laughs> I mean, we can't use an informant. We can't like we can't like use prosthetics or anything. Cops. Like we, we can't yeah, like sculpt no, a new face. You got to actually switch and your face. And it can't be another FBI agent, but you to solve the case. So obviously, we have to switch your face. There is one other possibility. Also, they've got technology for some reason. Of there's no scarring. There's no, no like wounds. And there's, there's no, no like, healing. Time is immediate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like bam, straight out of surgery is in there. Yeah, exactly. Um... And it's not set in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, quote, Cage, as Travolta being Cage, isn't so lucky. Mainly because Cage isn't... Oh, this is, you would probably maybe agree with this, Alex. Um, uh, well, actually, maybe not all of this, but I think he was saying that Cage wasn't as lucky in Tra as Travolta in the role that he had to play in most of the movie. Um, so he said, quote, Cage, as Travolta being Cage, isn't so lucky. Mainly because Cage himself isn't so lucky. I do not agree with this, sir. CNN writer from 1997. He says, when he's good, he's good. But Cage goes way over the top way too often. In Face Off, he bares his teeth and sort of yodels every now and then. <laughs> That's fake news. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. But not true. Yes, I don't agree with you. Um, right, the last... Uh, let me see if there's actually anything good in this review before I read it. 
And it basically says the same thing. Now we're in the wrong movies. Let's see. I just think it's so funny. Like, I, when I was reading them, like, I just thought it was so funny how... Like, how much... How... I mean, I think Cage now, especially, it's, like, such a joke, I guess. Like, it's hard to... It's fun to see that people really took took him seriously back, you know, in the day. Like, oh, you know. it's, yeah, it was weird that people would take this film seriously. Yeah, yeah, I think it's funny to, yeah, when I was reading them, it was just like... Uh, okay, so now I'm going to hit you with some fun facts. So there's a lot of, like, funny facts about this film, so... Um, uh here are some uh so the ending so we talked about the ending um at the beginning but where yeah uh where okay let me try to explain this so cage's character has a son cage and his girlfriend who are the parents of the boy die in the movie and john travolta's character obviously had his son killed by nicholas cage at the beginning of the movie so at the end Da, 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 da. John Travolta's character just comes home with a, a small Steals boy <laughs> and is just like we and then have... that boy grows up and then he goes I'm the man that <laughs> killed your father yeah that's, that's Alice's idea for face off too electric boogaloo um yeah so Travolta yeah adopts it it's just weird it's like the, he's the same age of his, as his dead son and it's just like he has a replacement son that is very weird but um uh, or maybe the sons had a face-off situation before. <laughs> <laughs> so, but funny enough, originally the the first like r- first few versions of the film, it didn't end with Travolta um, adopting Cage's son. Um, after the first test viewing, though, um, the audiences like hated it. They hated like they hated that ending. They thought it was really unsatisfying and so the next the, they, so they changed the ending to what the current ending is now and um one of the writers said that when well he, he just had this quote uh quote the next time we tested the numbers went through the roof there was spontaneous and thunderous applause at the end <laughs> from the audience so i guess they liked the the change um f- uh, funny enough it was the very first blu-ray ever released by paramount in 2008 how do I get a job as like a test audience for um, movies? I don't think I don't think it's like a job where you. I think it's like you see an ad and I want to be able to direct the way films turn out. <laughs> I want to be able to say, "Cut that, do something else." <laughs> I don't think you'd have that, but much without power, the qualifications. Oh well, yeah, but if you're an audience member, they're like, well, "We don't need to know what the general public thinks." So yeah, but if you're like, if you're one outlier. Yeah, but I can convince the others to be like, right, right, I'm right. right. I see, I see. And they'll be like, yeah, I think she's right. Oh, now you're just talking about like starting a weird cult. A film cult. <laughs> um, so there's actually a really funny joke in the movie about uh, Travolta makes a comment about his ridiculous chin. Um, and so uh, that was Travolta's own idea. That wasn't in the script originally. Um, Travolta said, quote, Nick... Cage's character is such an egomaniac. He loves himself, the way he talks, asks, walks, everything about himself. So we just figure that it follows that he would hate being in my body, having my face. So I added a lot of lines where he makes fun of the way I look, like this ridiculous chin, (laughs) things like that. Well, think about me, the 
this nose, this hair, this ridiculous chin. Um, other things were also added into the script that weren't by the actors that weren't um, like uh, written by the writers. So the incest kiss that I was talking about earlier was actually Gina Gershon and Nick Cassavetes, uh, Nick Cassavetes, John Cassavetes' idea. Uh, I don't know why. They just thought it would be weird. And John Woo was like, yeah, okay, do it. Um, the scene with the little boy with Nicolas Cage's son, there's a scene basically where this they had this huge shootout between like the bad guys and the good guys and in the middle of all of it is <laughs> uh Nicolas Cage's girlfriend and her brother and their son um and there's a point where like his son is just like in the middle of a room like with headphones on and there's just like gu a huge gunfight going on around him um so the idea to have him listen to so the song he's listening to is somewhere over the rainbow um that was a last minute idea. That whole sequence um, was a last minute idea. Before that, it was a, just a straightforward action sequence, just like regular gunfights um, with the FBI raiding Sasha's loft and shooting up the place. And in the process of filming it, Wu realized he'd like to balance the destruction and mayhem with something less depressing. He had to persuade the producers to let him do it, not just because it's uncommon and potentially controversial, like it offended that one reviewer, um, to show an innocent kid surrounded by such mayhem, but because they feared the last minute adjustments would make the day's shooting run long, which is Hollywood if I ever heard it, because they were like, we're not going to pay for that. <laughs> um, Wu promised he'd finish on time and did. Um, he also got to keep his trademark doves <laughs> in the climactic church shootout uh, by promising it wouldn't slow things down. I love that part where it's like Cage walks out or John Travolta's cage walks out, whatever, and this is, like, the slow-motion doves flying. <laughs> so stupid. Um, all right, so this I thought this was a really, really good fact. So this is my favorite fact, so I saved it for last. Um, so for the face transplanting scenes, um, the bodies and faces in those scenes of Cage and Travolta aren't them. They are made by special effects, like, geniuses who made them look exactly like the actors right down to the painstakingly sewn in body hair they were animatronic with facial muscles that twitched and chest that rose to simulate breathing and i need one now there's so many like sculptures of cage body from body movies. casts yeah there's so many like body casts please send cage. us one and someone has them all like in please. their closet somewhere just a head i would accept a head I, I mean, what, seriously, how, what would you pay for the head of, uh, the fake head of Nicolas Cage from Face Off? It's horrible when it's just a head though, because then it's just like a decapitated. Yeah, but head it might blink like, still. Know, That'd be amazing. That's disgusting. Ugh. I, I'd, I'd rather have something else. I don't know. You can have that. Ugh. It's like it's weird. It's like a weird. It's like one of those uh, real dolls. Nah. No, I'm not saying I'm gonna have sex with it. <laughs> That's what people are gonna think. If you've no, got like no a one's gonna human like mannequin in your house. I wasn't. I, like... I don't want the whole thing. I just want the head. It's, yeah, it's like mouth is open. It's like <laughs> I just, I just want the penis. It's not weird, Alice. I just want Nicolas Cage's sculpted <laughs> penis cast. No, I want the head. I want someone to. Oh, that'd be so cool. Where is it? Okay. Last thing is um, I just wanted to get into a little bit of a drama surrounding the movie. Um, so this wasn't like drama at the time, but um, later on. So like I mentioned, Margaret Cho is in the movie. 
Um, she plays like she's like a fellow FBI agent with John Travolta. Well, was the stick successfully removed from your ass? <laughs> <laughs> and um, back in 2013, which I actually remember this being on the news. Excuse me. Um, Cho uh, made news because she was going. She had like a new comedy show routine, you know, whatever. So she was going around performing. And she had this bit where um, she talked about working with Travolta and Face Off. And in the bit, she said, um, I'm, I'm going to quote directly from her. She said, quote, I'm going to get in trouble, but I'll just tell you, he is so gay. John Travolta is so gay. He's not just gay. He doesn't just like men. He's like Oscar Wilde gay, like Lord Byron gay. <laughs> that kind of crazy, incredibly flamboyant gay. I feel bad for him because I know he would be much happier if he could just come out, but he can't. Uh, it was... Uh, it was a weird movie because the the way that... <laughs> okay, this is funny. It was a weird... So she continued. She said, quote, It was a weird movie because the way he worked on it was John Travolta, he can only work 10 hours a day. And part of the 10 hours is him flying his plane to the location and flying home. So essentially, he only had to work like five hours a day. He was so pampered and so taken care of. It was the closest I have ever been uh, to being in the presence of a king or a queen, actually. But I felt bad for him because he was so gay and couldn't be out about it. Um, so this was like huge news at the time. Um, I feel like I feel like this is the first time I like I feel like I, I saw. Is it the first time someone said that Travolta was gay? I don't I think those rumors I think that was a relatively open secret for a long time. Like I think those rumors have been swirling around and I think. But I don't think, yeah, I don't think anyone had openly accused him of that before. I don't know. Maybe it had been, like, tabloids and stuff like that. But it was definitely the first time I had heard someone call John Travolta gay. And I was like, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I wasn't surprised. Were you? Or oh, have you God, always no. thought he no, was gay? No, he's always been, I've just, Assumed. I just always thought he was gay. Yeah, right, I mean, right. Grease is, like, the gayest thing uh, ever. Saturday Night Fever is the gayest movie ever. <laughs> but, like... Scientology is very yeah no gay yeah Owen Hubbard's son who was gay and he committed suicide so oh I didn't even know that yep well <sighs> another reason to hate Scientology <laughs> this is the anti-Scientology podcast truly so that's what, that's what we're becoming yeah um so yeah this was a big deal at the time um people were also kind of upset with Margaret Cho because she's um I think she's bisexual and she's also like a gay rights advocate advocate and so people were saying it's not right to out people and blah, 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 blah. Um, I... I think it's fine to out people if it's Tom Cruise or John Travolta. Because <laughs> they're so powerful. I, mean, I don't know. Doesn't... I feel like they need to. They need to some pushing or something because they're never going to come out. They're yeah. going to stay in and they're going to uh, become entities of like Scientology and they're going to become Yeah, I guess. I mean, I can kind of see what people are saying, but... I think my thing is more so that, like, like the beginning of what I said that she said, like, that's just, like, saying he's not just, like, he's, oh, John Travolta is so gay. Like, I don't think that's, like, that's not even funny. Like, I don't care about that. But the, the joke where she says um, it was the closest I have ever been to being in the presence of a king or a queen, actually, that's funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, that's a good little line, but I don't know if I needed really, like, all of the other, just because it's not, it was, uh, it's not a particularly, like, good joke, you know? But um, 
So, but anyway, so she never, uh, it was, uh, it was a pretty, it was a pretty big deal. Like, uh, she was in quite a few newspapers about it and papers and uh, magazines and stuff like that. I couldn't find anything where she had, like, actually, like, like, uh, as far as I know, she never apologized or, like, said anything about it. She never addressed it. But she did talk uh, about Face Off again in 2017, and I just wanted to mention it. Um, So she had this to say. She said, quote, filming for Face Off was funny. Nicholas Nicholas Cage is crazy. (laughs) Wait, this is really funny. He stayed in character the whole time, which was so stupid. He changes character in the movie. (laughs) It was hilarious to be around. John Travolta is nice as well. I just sit in a trailer with them and eat pie. I gained so much weight shooting that film just from eating pie and beef wellington with John Travolta and Nicolas Cage, which like, dream. I would love to do that. Travolta's weird because he's one of those like Scientologists Mm. where he's a creepy Scientologist, but he seems like he'd be a fun dude to like sit down and have a beer with. Uh, Cruz, there's no no way you can have a conversation with him. He's a psycho. Yeah, yeah. But Travolta... I feel like there's still hope for him. We can get him out. Get but, I mean, him he's, out of Scientology. Travolta, I think, I mean, from what Margaret Tro is saying, it's just a giant queen. So, of course, he would be fun to hang out with. Yeah. Well, petition to <laughs> Leah Remini. Drag him out. Leah Remini. Yes. Leah Remini. Drag I know you him. I know you listen to this podcast. And I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> when you're not doing your work on Scientology. Listen to us. You need to get... John Travolta out into the light. There's still hope for him. Cage, he's Cage. He be, I mean, Cruz is a lost cause. Yeah, yeah, Travolta, yeah. we still have hope. We can bring him back. He could be. He could be. Um, like in Hairspray, when he did drag, he could just be a full out drag queen. Yeah, he could leave Scientology and then come out, and it could be like a grand spectacle, and he could have like a big comeback movie oh, where he's great. like, "This is me. And I'm gay." Yeah. Yeah, I'd watch that. It hasn't been recovered yet. It hasn't been recovered yet? I'm looking forward to <laughs> that storyline when that happens. Uh, all right. Well, so that was that was Face Off. Do you have anything else major to say about the movie? Nope. Um, yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite Nicolas Cage movies. It's a classic. I'll always, like, if it's ever on TV, I'll stop and watch it. If it's ever on like netflix or something i'll probably watch it at some point i i i love this movie it's 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 always entertaining anytime you like i feel like you can watch it more than once it is a fun it's a fun fun ride it's a laugh riot it's all it's a laugh a minute yuck 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 um and how many bags of popcorn (laughs) five bags of popcorn two, two sodas Five. And and a little uh, face sculpture of Cage. <laughs> I say seven snakes and uh, one um, like cat's eye uh, marble. <laughs> I okay. feel like Cage really That's liked our rating system. I feel like Cage really liked marbles when he was a kid. Couldn't you see that? Yeah, I suppose, <laughs> but only the ones that look like snakes like snake eyes yeah yeah, cat yeah. Eyes. yeah 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 i feel like um do you think like cage like is into like colored contacts i wonder if he wears those like cat eyes <laughs> like in um like in always sunny yeah like, he's like like Mac. Mac. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely looks in the mirror and just goes <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Bye, Dora. okay anyway sorry 
We um yeah we rate yeah we rate the movie well. What's our sign out? We rate the movie high. Okay, our sign out is um. We haven't thought of anything other than the Joy Shit. Um, uh, yeah, don't forget to check us out on Instagram. We're at Cage Cage Pod. Um, I couldn't make our Instagram thing like Nicholas Cage, so that's why our our name of the podcast isn't Cage Cage Pod. The name of the podcast is Nicholas Cage. Nicholas's Cage, but our Instagram name is at Cage Cage Pod. Um, and don't forget to join us next week before so we can turn um, to a fresh new Nicholas Page. And remember <laughs> to piss blood. <laughs>